Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 116 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Human Animal. Yeah, the band. It's called Human Animal. Um, they're out of Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, but they, they've been around for a while, actually. I, I was, I, I had these songs, was, the song was sent to me uh, by the singer, EMS, who, of course, I'm very familiar with. Huge Brothers Keepers fan. I think you can find every Brothers Keeper CD in my collection, even some random 
things that most people don't have. I got them. All right. I love Brothers Keeper um, for better or worse. You know, whatever. But anyway, EMS, he was in Brothers Keeper, but now he's in uh, Human Animal and he's singing for Human Animal. It's, a, it's the name of a band. The band is called Human Animal. Uh, again, Erie, Pennsylvania, 814 uh, Surprise Attack Records. You know how much I used to love Surprise Attack Records? Um, I probably still should. I'm, 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 I'm probably way off here. But I remember getting this this, this Human Animal uh, Dark Days CD back in like, uh, I don't know, before I had a kid. So 2012? That would be the last year before I had a kid. So we'll say 2012. Um, I guess I kind of fell off track with Human Animal. I didn't realize they were still doing shit. That's uh, my fault, not theirs. And uh, so I'm glad to see this, this song come across my email. Uh, thank you, EMS, for sending it in, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more. Uh, Surprise Attack Records. Guys, look, I don't know. Is this even coming out on Surprise Attack Records, or am I just saying, uh, uh, yeah, it's got to be Surprise Attack because it's EMS? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let me talk about Surprise Attack Records. I used to order from that mail order frequently because, uh, first of all, th- there was there was shit that you thought that was out of print that you could still find on there. You remember getting, like, Disciple on tape and Brothers Keeper, like that Brothers Keeper Sweet Revenge tape? I don't know why I ordered that several times. Um I have that Brothers Keeper Sweet Revenge EP on every format. Nobody needs that, all right? Nobody needs it, but I have it. For for better or worse, I got it. Anyway, so I I I'm 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 excited just because uh, it's it's, I get to reminisce about the shit that I used to like and still have. And you know what? Not used to like, still like. But anyway, fuck it. Um, (laughs) Check out Human Animal. That song was called Nowhere, not the way that you think nowhere is spelled. It was spelled uh, the way that nowhere is spelled when. it means something else. So, break that down. Uh, make that work for yourself. However, it makes, needs to make your brain uh, f- function. I don't know. Mine doesn't work. Clearly, you can hear that. Anyway, this is what's happening. This is this, that's, this is uh, the coronavirus symptom. Uh, just pure stupidity, I think. And uh, that's what I got for you. That's what I, that's what I got uh, in surplus here on episode 116 of Getting It Out Podcast. This episode features an interview I did with Curtis Callis. Or is it Kurt? I don't know. It's one or the other, right? Kurt, uh, he, he's, he's he, well, he does everything for the band Living in Fear out of Atlanta. And uh, we talk a lot about that. I didn't know that until we were doing the damn thing. But, you know, we'll get into that. If you haven't heard of Living in Fear yet, well, you're in for a treat. Um, if That's if you like hardcore or heavy metal or some kind of combination, crossover, whatever you want to call it. It's, you'll hear. Um, you'll like it, I promise. Um, but first, let, <laughs> let's let's ruin all that. With a, a really out to date, out of date, uh, getting it out podcast rap song, which by the way, still putting it out there. Somebody just give me a give me a fucking riff. Just give me a riff to put here. That's all I need. That's all I need to fix this issue. Just a riff. Um, that's all. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, this is still the intro. Dark satellite media. You know, when I started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling, but there's something more. There's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast. It's Getting It Out rap song from the Getting It Out podcast. And it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. What exactly was I was thinking about? We'll have to break it down here. Just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax when I realized a podcast needs a rap. 
that sound way better with Nate Dogg back, but I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats. Well, big horse of shit on rumble strips. Zeb sits back with a hundred kids, but I know how shallow that gene pool is. So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night when the sun don't shine on the dial bright? Well, Von Scott lives the hard rock life, singing on the streets underneath the lights. I got grocery lists of shit I don't like. Gonna run them by old Mike on ice and like cops step a day with the butt drug tips. This podcast will flip your lids. So that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it out. Okay, so we're back. Back into the episode here. Um, so you guys, do you guys want to talk about Surprise Attack Records more? Like uh, 24 Hours to Live or Unrestrained or Van Damage? Ooh, that's a good one. One of my favorites. Um, how about, how about oh, you can go older, like I said before, you can go to Disciple. Was, was Prayer for Cleansing on there? Does that sound right? Was, there, was, was that 7-inch on Surprise Attack? I don't know. Anyway, all right, enough about Surprise Attack Records. Just, uh, just want to put it out there. Great label. Um, very very uh, underrated. Uh, even that comp, remember that eerie comp? The what the fuck was that called? Um, Lake effect, in effect. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something, that's something they put on their shirts. It had uh, his songs, his songs from uh, well, obviously like abnegation, something to prove. Uh, what was it? Was mothership? Is that a, is that a band? Something? Is that? Yeah, I don't know. This is off the top of my head. I remember. I remember that 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 case, the little slip case with the blue cover was white and blue and black. It was like three colors. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So that's enough about that. <laughs> Moving on, um, this this episode is uh, is brought to you kind of the same way the last the last few few have. Uh, I'm still in quarantine. I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Uh, doesn't mean I haven't, but it does mean that I've been following the rules because I am a rule follower. Suddenly, I don't know when this happened, but suddenly I'm a, I'm a rule follower and uh, I don't go anywhere unless I'm told to. So uh, I've been working from home, which is really, like I, I mentioned on the past couple episodes, really, really pretty nice. Uh, I got no complaints about that. Um, it's a little hard sometimes when you don't have what you need right in front of you, but uh, you know, for the most part, it's all right. Um, the kids, I guess the t- today, actually, the today, the Pennsylvania, the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, uh, which is his real name, um, Tom Wolf, he, uh, he declared... Hey, you know what? Hold on, hold on a second. Let's go back. Tom Wolf. He lives in Mount Wolf, which I think is a little bit of a, a little little tricky tr- tricky move he made. But I, but I know it's true because I work right beside it. Anyway, the governor, Tom Wolf, lives in Mount Wolf, and uh, obviously he's a wolf. But uh, moving on from there, I should ask him: to, Do do uh, do people who are werewolves go to a doctor or a veterinarian? Maybe he'll know the answer to that age-old question on getting it out podcast. Anyway, moving on. Tom Wolf today. Is his name Tom? I don't know. Maybe I'm making up his first name. Regardless, Tom Wolf, uh, the governor of Pennsylvania, declared all schools closed for the remainder of the academic year, which, um, okay. Uh, but um, if, you pl- if you plan to have us go back to work, that's a little bit of a problem for the, for the next few months. And unless you start opening up summer camps, then uh, we got some issues. But, 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 but we, we don't yet. So until then, I guess, whatever, but that's, that's the state of things. And, uh, I don't, I don't know that they're wrong. Um, 
I don't I don't know anything. I'm so fucking foolish and clueless like like the rest of you. The difference is I'm not on Facebook uh, making my opinions loud and clear for everybody to pick apart and prove wrong. I just keep them in my old head and uh, second guess them and uh, don't don't put them out there because I don't I don't I don't know what I'm talking about with uh, mostly everything. Okay, and that's that's pretty true. All right, I you know like I think it was last week I was talking about uh, how I don't feel bad for cows because they have the uh, they have the they have the body they could be a formidable beast and they could stand up for themselves if they so were to choose but instead they get uh, beat around by a bunch of farmers with pitchforks literally um, and that's their own fault and um, well I still stand by that but uh, I'm probably I mean they probably got some some kind of mental deficiency C- cows. Cows gotta have a, a a bad reading level, right? They can't read. They can only say two letters, M and O, as far as I know. Moo, right? I that's not that wasn't even supposed to be a joke. That was that was me really trying to think that out. Um, look, animals don't need to read. That's a dumb that's a dumb thing to say. But uh, anyway, I gave them too much credit. I gave them too much credit. They're 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 wimps for a reason, and it's because they're stupid. And I now I have no idea how we got how we got here, how we got to this part of the conversation. And that's usually where, where this is what the, see, here's the thing. This is the way I sound right now. Sounds like all the rest of you that are on social media posting about either one, the coronavirus or B, uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Um, that's it. We, we, you all sound like idiots. You all look like idiots. Uh, I'm with you. Don't worry. I'm not, uh, I, I, I'm not calling the kettle black or whatever. I'm the pot. I understand. Uh, man, I get confused. <clears throat> it's amazing people listen to me each and every week. But I wanted to say, <laughs> I wanted to say um, that I, I put out a I, uh, Carlos at No Echo. Sorry, let me let me start this over. Carlos Ramirez at uh, NoEcho.net started a Facebook group for uh, for for the time being. I guess I don't know uh, where where people can go talk hardcore or whatever. And uh, I put a thing in there saying send your tracks in. Uh, to me, and I'll put them on Getting It Out podcast, which I am going to do. That's where the Human Animals song ca- came from. Um, and I got a lot of responses. Um, and that's great. That's awesome. But the usual standard is that I only play like two listener-submitted tracks per episode, right? Because otherwise, I, I need I need to play the, the songs from the, the actual guest, which I'm still going to do. So that's still the case. So those of you who sent in songs... Um, I'm going to get to them. 100% I'm going to get to them. I have I have several interviews lined up, or not even lined up, finished. And uh, I'm going to join up all your songs with uh, these podcasts, and that's the way it's going to be. So uh, if you set in songs and you don't hear them on this episode, listen to the next one. If you don't hear them on that episode, listen to the next one. You see how that works? Tell your friends. Be like, hey, keep listening to this podcast because eventually they're going to play our song. And they're going to be like, why don't you just send it to me? And you're going to be like, Okay. And then they're not going to listen to the podcast. So that's why you got to do it the way I just said. So you just keep telling them, listen to this podcast. Eventually, you're going to hear our song. And uh, that's the way it's going to be. So I appreciate all of you who sent in songs. Um, uh, literally, all over the all over the globe, um, which is very cool. I love love seeing the international response. Um, I can name a couple of them off the top of my head. There was uh, Ill Communication from out in California. Um, Dutch from the UK, I believe. Uh, Negative Measures. I forget where they said they're from. Maybe also the UK. Um, what was it? Court order. Don't remember the, where they're from. Um, who else is in there? D- 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 oh, I'm gonna say the name wrong. Damak. D- 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 
today, Junior. Demackles? Demackles? I don't know where they're even from. Uh, it's got to be something. I'm probably saying that name so wrong. So if you're listening to this and uh, you, you're waiting to hear your band, you're like, dude, you got to say it right when you play our song. Go ahead. You got time. You're not on this week. So uh, <laughs> so you can correct me. Uh, but anyway, a bunch more. But uh, thank you to those who sent in songs. And if you're listening right now and you haven't sent in a song and you want to send a song, go ahead. We'll play it. Um, and again, we. It's just me. Um, I also mentioned on last week's episode that I'm going to have the website up by 420 which was just a funny date for me to say um i'm told but my my web guy my web guy jared he tells me that might be a little tight but he can definitely do cinco de mayo so i'm putting it on cinco de mayo or bust actually it won't be bust because well it's cinco de mayo we're just gonna say hopefully by cinco de mayo this whole website thing is up and running. I've got a lot of content coming in now. People are people with people being off. Uh, they're they're really helping me out with uh, writing stuff, and that's awesome. If you yourself want to be a contributor, uh, don't be shy. Reach out. We can work something out. Um, and anyway, that's it. Uh, let's 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 stop with all the business bullshit and uh, get to get to my talk with Kurt. Like I said, he's a singer and also in studio plays all the instruments for Living in Fear. He'll tell you all about that. Well, well. He'll tell me all about that, and you can listen. And uh, you know, let's just let's just do the damn thing. This song is one they just released. It's called uh, "Haters Be Damned," and it's 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 just a single, as far as I know. That's all. So uh, listen to this "Haters Be Damned," and then uh, listen to my interview with Kurt of Living in Fear. All right. Back to the 
What's up, Kurt? How you doing? Hey, man, it's Dan. What's up? Uh, you know, the <laughs> surviving. Now, now we're back to uh, we're back to winter up here in Pennsylvania. We were up to eighty degrees on 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 Friday, and today we're like uh, expecting a snowstorm. So, you know. Oh hell no! Yeah, yeah. What's happening That's down like there? Down down here, it's just fucking living in quarantine, basically, like. We're not supposed to be out. Everything is closed. Shit's fucked. Yeah, we got the same same deal going on up here, and uh, and uh, we've we've been taking it seriously. We've been uh, we've been abiding. We've been following the rules, I guess. Uh, but but we yeah, have I mean, we we've got family in Italy too, so so we know yeah. what's, we know the real deal. You know, we understand what's actually yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still went out and done some stuff. Like we went out skating. I went and got tattooed, which probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> no, no, no. But whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to do some shit. Like, today I drove to Philadelphia and back, you know what I mean? But that's to take my daughter to her mother's house. Like, you, you still got still yeah. to still gotta do shit, but, you know, you got to limit it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do. We'll yeah, figure you it out. Yeah, you got to limit it. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> Once 10 people are confirmed going, stop telling people you're doing something. Yeah, you so can't. You can't handle any more people. <laughs> You got you. Where where is the limit? You know what I mean. Like I know they say ten's the limit, but uh, how, I don't know how they come up with that number. And uh, I don't know. Who, I don't want to challenge yeah. it though either. Yeah, exactly. I don't really want to know the data on all that where they're coming up with these numbers. <laughs> all right, man. So uh, so so we both know we're living through uh, COVID nineteen at the moment. It's funny because uh, I want to say like a a week and a half ago, I was doing for my last episode. I was doing an interview with. Uh, with a couple in in from Milan, Italy, where you know they were in the shit, and we were just talking about the idea of it, and now it's like fuck, now it's real. But now that, it's a reality. Yeah, but that, but 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 the night the old, well, okay, one of one of the positives that I found out is that I got a lot of time to do this shit now. So you and I had have, have gone back and forth a little bit about uh, doing an interview, and uh, that, it's been a while actually, and we finally worked it out. So that's good. 
Yeah, finally. Thank well, God, yeah. Thank I've God. I've been wanting to do it. Well, good, and I've been wanting to have you because I, because I, I love, I love your band. All right, and I don't, I, I feel like, I feel like a lot, not a lot of people know about your band, and that seems weird to me because it, it seems like a lot of people should and would love to know about Living in Fear. <laughs> yeah, I think the same thing all the time. I'm like, I wonder how shit hasn't popped off yet, but I'm just praying it's coming. <laughs> I think it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into why I think why I think it, it, it should. It's inevitable, but but first let's uh, let's go over some some basic uh, living in fear stuff. Your band is living in fear, and you guys are based out of Atlanta, right? Yep. Yeah, and are you like proper Atlanta or like suburbs Atlanta? Uh, it's different members. Like a lot of our members live in the perimeter. I live about twenty minutes out of the perimeter. Uh, so we're we're kind of all over, but everybody, you know, it's more or less Atlanta. So we just call it Atlanta because no one's going to know what Duluth hardcore is. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be funny if you did, because you know it, it'd, be, it'd be great if everybody just starts claiming their little towns instead of the nearest big city. Yeah, like it just changes automatically. <laughs> like every shirt has a different city. Right. Well, that's my my my, my old band did a reunion um, recently over the summer for a friend of ours who passed, and uh, instead of putting Baltimore hardcore. Uh, realizing nobody lived in Baltimore anymore, we just put ba- Baltimore hardcore with a question mark at the end of it. You know, because like, yeah. all right, I guess, I, I guess that's where we were from. Um, but anyway, so so yeah. living in fear out of uh, out of Atlanta. And uh, how long has this how long has this band been around? I put out the demo in December of 2017, I think. So that would be so so December of 2017. So so you started doing Living in Fear in 2017. Is that a safe bet? Yeah, it's a safe bet. <clears throat> All right. Well, I see you are credited for lyrics and music in a lot of stuff. Is yep. how much of this is is just you? So that's the funniest part about this band to me, at least, is it's all me. Like yeah. on the recordings, when you listen to it, all me. And then I have to find people to play it. But I have to find people of the right caliber of talent to be able to play it. So it took me forever to find people that could, like, shred, do dive bombs, the whole nonsense, and get it, like, really going. Yeah. But in the studio and whatnot, that's just all me. I sit in my bedroom for hours at a time just writing songs, making shit up. Wow, that's all. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But uh, like that reminds me of. I mean, I know there's plenty of people. Not plenty of people. A couple of people that do things like yourself. But recently, I had uh, Joel Grind on here who who did who's done similar things. Um, at least for his for the last Toxic Holocaust record, he did it that way. Um, not quite the same sound, but 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 a little similar. But uh, how did how how did you, how did you get so proficient at all these instruments that you can write something this good? So I'm. I basically am just good at ripping off other shit. So like I started playing guitar when I was like seven or eight and started learning all that and then joined drumline in school. So I started messing with drums. Bass is like the same thing as guitar more or less. So I just picked that up, figured it out. Um, And then every band that I was in didn't sound exactly like what I wanted it to sound like. And I always had these qualms like, yeah, that was cool, but it's way too punk or it's way too one side. And I just want to sound like the Cro-Mags. So yeah. I'm just like, let's just make a band that's just the Cro-Mags 2 with some Madball thrown in there and see what happens. And that's, I just hunkered down 
in road at all. <laughs> well, it's you've done a great job, and you've released like, I, like I mean, I, I think it can be a little deceiving looking at what you really like. If I look at your Bandcamp or your Spotify, you know, a lot of the things like I guess there were single track releases, but they, but they went on to uh, uh, another what was it called? Wrong side of another day, right? Yeah, one. I think only one of the tracks from before made it onto the LP. But yeah, I mean, we were like, I decided I wanted to take a thrashier route around this time last year. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it, it happened to just work out that the record was the first thing we did that was actually like crossover. Right, right. right. I guess. <laughs> well, if, I, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I, I fucking get in these conversations on here all the time, all the time about genres and, and yeah. what, what it all ends up being is who gives a shit, but at the same time, we all want to like be able to classify something. But I mean, yeah, what, we, we want to be able to category it. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, whatever the fuck you call it, living in fear, whether it's hardcore crossover thrash, I don't, I don't know. But if it's, 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 you know, it's not a shitty version of any of those. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there's, yeah, I, there's, I try to add my own flavor in it. Right, right. Well, there's some like there's some, um, maybe crossover bands that you know if you were calling them straight up hardcore they might be kind of shitty hardcore <laughs> i don't know you, yeah. if you if you follow what i'm saying but but you see yeah i definitely see what you're saying you seem to to be able to 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 go across all those subgenres pretty seamlessly and f- you mentioned like you know you had to get all these these members to play how often are you actually able to play so we actually right now we're we're at a point where for the past year we've had a pretty solid lineup of folks but the first year that we were playing shows, we only played like three because I just kept putting it off and yeah. I would just trust that people would be able to play it. And then we would meet up and I'd be like, damn, this will not work in a live format. So we weren't able to play a lot then, but since then I found more dedicated folks that are down to like keeping it real and playing all the shows. So we've been up, it's, it's gone up exponentially. We're playing right. a lot more now. And is that pretty much since you released the LP? Uh, yeah. So, like, we actually, it was really funny. We put out the LP and then didn't play a show for, like, three months because we couldn't <laughs> get booked on anything. Like, there was nothing really going on from October to December. And then finally, like, we last minute got asked to play this, uh, like, punk show at some super DIY venue. And we did, and it was like the craziest show we had played thus far. There was beer everywhere. We had to mop the floor afterward. It was wild. And uh, ever since then, we've just been getting asked to play more. So I'm like, let's keep doing that and hope the coronavirus doesn't cancel any more fucking gigs. Well, I think you're out of luck right now. I think I think we're all fucked with as far as that goes, which is a very yeah, it's a very weird thing. But uh, hey, all right. So this this has just been annoying me. Not about not about living in fear, but like, so for you, do you have a like a do you, do you have a, like a real job that you do? day in day out oh yeah yeah i'm like it's a it's a pretty lame job but i'm like a manager at like this all organic like smoothie juice place so yeah but it's, it's a pretty fucking, pretty bumping area but it's a fucking job right like, like so all right so yeah exactly so so what i have issue with right now with all the with all these bands uh like saying like buy, buy my shit is uh like unless you're a fucking like professional band like unless that's what your job is and this is what what you need to survive then I don't think people should be buying your shit right now. I think you should be, like, you shouldn't be encouraging people. Yeah. Like, like the fucking economy is yeah. about to drop on its ass. Like, you, you shouldn't be spending money on Bandcamp downloads right now. I mean, if you can get them, go for it, right? 
But like yeah. as listeners, don't like don't don't unless it's somebody who needs that money to survive, don't fucking buy it. But you know, at the same time, I don't knock the hustle. Yeah, if it's just a hobby, don't be grabbing for money. Like that's yeah. the end of the story. Don't grab for money if it's just a hobby right now. Exactly, you don't fucking deserve it. Yeah, but but anyway, uh, so so you're with with your work schedule. Are you able to to do this at at your leisure, basically? Oh yeah, I've um. So like I'm a manager over there and my general manager and I are really close. So if I have shows coming up or something, I can just be like, I had a gig and she'll like, I could do it on a day before basis and just say like, I have to play yeah. and she would be fine with it. Like she's super into letting me get the time off for all that. Right. Right. That's, that's awesome. Well, and, and the reason I asked that is cause it's like, it seems like, uh, like what's your plan? Like living in fear, the crossover, the thrash, the hardcore, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like the, the most comparable <laughs> band obviously and I, and I know this is pretty an obvious one that, that that's doing this is and they're doing it huge right now is power trip right like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. like you, there's a lot of similarities between you two um but there's a lot i mean to an obvious well to a adept listener it's pretty obvious that you're a different band though um but that band has gone to huge things now and it seems like i'm i know it didn't but it seems like that happened pretty quickly like so, oh, yeah. so like, like the over I- the course of two years, <laughs> right? So the idea that you, you could just suddenly this living in fear could suddenly pick up and you, you'd be off on the same or similar route is is feasible at least. Could be, right? <laughs> I, I pray for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, so you, you just you just put out a, a, a single last week, right? Yep, haters be damned, which is a little bit of a Rick to Life ish title, but I, but I like it. Oh yeah, uh, you threw that. Z- I love Twenty Five to Life. <laughs> like that's one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Man, I used to fucking I used to run into Rick all the time. Uh, well, a lot a lot of periods in my life, and every time for for every time I would just try so hard to avoid. It. I remember when I was a kid, I was like I was like sixteen years old, and uh, I was living in York, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, and I go into a Borders. You know a Borders bookstore, you familiar? Yeah. And like, and like, I, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the music section, and I'm like looking around at CDs, and I look at the other side of the rack, and there he is. He's just there. And this is like him in his heyday, you know. Like, this is like, but but I know how much of a talker this guy is. So I just, I, I just ducked. I just ducked underneath CD racks and waited for him <laughs> to to go away. And this was like before he went crazy, you know. And then like years, yeah. years, yeah, years later. Um, when I'm living in Baltimore, he's this is after he's gone crazy and he's you know got the, the face tattoos, the shaved head, um, yeah. and and I walk into Soundgarden, which is a record store in, in Fells Point in Baltimore, Maryland, and he's standing there at the counter and he's got and I'm not fucking joking like uh, like f- like f- it looked like hundreds of dollar CDs uh, stacked <laughs> on the counter and they ring him up. It wasn't hundreds because I heard I was like eavesdropping at this point. I hear like they ring him up for forty dollars for on dollar cds so he buys forty dollars worth of dollar cds and then as he's walking out he uh he takes this stack of his bag of cds and puts them outside the door and then reaches in and grabs and grabs a whole box of like free promo cds like all of <laughs> all of one whatever musician like and he just walks off with the entire box of promo cds so and, and that was that was just him you know that's that's that guy. So that's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a real character, and like I I, I I would go to his flea market, like not the not the one at hardcore shows, like the one it was in, in Essex, Maryland, 
Essex, Maryland. Yeah, it was. Shit. Yeah, like like it was in a it was in an old like grocery store with the, there was tons yeah. of people's booths, and I would go there, and it was just bizarre, very bizarre. And this was after he lost his mind, uh, and yeah, it was it was so crazy, but so much shit, so much good stuff. If you wanted to buy it, you know, it was there. Yeah, he but, always had so much shit. <laughs> but it was more just like you gotta you gotta go you gotta go sightseeing. So like anybody in the in the Baltimore or or Southern Pennsylvania area like knows all about this. Like you could. You could fi- spot him everywhere, and he's just crazy. But at one point, Twenty Five to Life and, and Coming Correct were like huge bands. So I think it's cool when I see like these little, uh, these little nods to that style. And I, and I know that we all we all do it in a certain way, but we all get it. I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that was that was a long tangent of me talking about Rick to Life, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's good though. Yeah. I bought a shirt from Rick to Life one time, like through Instagram or something. Cause it was like this weird 25 to Life shit that was on some crazy color old Navy shirt. Yeah. I was like, I have to buy this. And yeah. I bought it from him and he shipped it in a Target bag. <laughs> like it was crumbled up in a Target bag with a fucking label flapped on it. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, what's the, wrong with this man? The biggest hustler, man. It was, you know, and it's. <laughs> I've seen I've seen jerseys uh, with with uh, <laughs> drawn in sharpies, you know. But whatever, it worked for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so let's let's go back to the song "Haters Be Damned." Um, you just oh, put yeah. it. You just put it out. Uh, well, I saw it on what well, the date says like March sixteenth or something on on Spotify. Yeah, three sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right. All right. So we we need to go to that too. But anyway. Um, is this for a? Is this just supposed to be a single, or is there an album coming? <clears throat> there is an album coming, but this will not be on it. So, like, oh, okay. it's got a different mix. It had a different, like, a bit of a different style um, than the shit we've done before. And I don't think it necessarily matches with what we're about to do either. But I still wanted to put it out because that song means a lot to me. So we put it out anyway. And then I don't. I don't think it'll be on the record, though. Doubtful. Okay, so but you, but so you mentioned like, and I was going to ask this anyway. Three sixteen, you released it on three sixteen. What the fuck is three sixteen? This is so stupid, <laughs> but we've rolled with it for so long that I just love it to death now. But it's straight up just like Stone Cold three sixteen, like in the All WWF. Right. All right, good because that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, I know there's like the yeah. Bible verse John three sixteen, which that's based off of, but I don't know what that's. I'm sure I could ask my wife. Yeah. She could tell me, but I don't know. You know, but yeah, that's exactly that's the only thing the, I could think of. I don't of. even know the context of that either. <laughs> I know a lot of sports guys used to used to reference it, but whatever. But yeah, I, I, that's yeah. that's hilarious. That it's just basically a Stone Cold reference. And <laughs> yeah, I just drink a lot of beer on stage, and it turned into a thing where people were like, "Oh, it's living in beer." Like someone called it living in beer after a show. That's funny. And ever since then, it's just been like, "What's the coolest part about beer?" fucking stone cold steve austin so we just were like sick let's do that that's the the stone cold steve austin approach to beer is cool as long as you're drinking cheap beer but if you're drinking exactly if you're drinking (laughs) yeah no you can't like like uh that's 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 what i'm doing now i've become a beer snob now that i got older because it's a lot more fun and uh it's 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 a stupid all right and i guess it's just what i do at 35 is i drink I, i try to buy nice beer that's my whole that's my whole thing, and I'm all right with it. Yeah, that's totally fine. Drink <laughs> nice beer and do podcasts. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole life. Yeah, and there's kids too, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But okay, okay. So, so what I, I wanted to talk about how? Um, well, first, no, first, first, were were there bands that you were in prior to Living in Fear of any note? 
Um, I guess the other, like the bigger band would be a band called Pay to Come, which is basically just the Bad Brains 2. Okay. And I played drums in that band from start to end. But yeah, like we didn't really do much in terms of hardcore. Like we played the Afropunk Fest twice. So that was super lit. But in the hardcore, like we opened for TUI and Madball once, but nothing ever like super notable. Right, right. Okay. So, so, so this is, this is your own thing and you've been doing this for, what do we say, three years ish now. Um, that yeah. r- wrong side of another day for some reason has flown under the radar. Um, but I've, I heard this and I, I'm, I'm betting this is a lot of people's reference point, uh, starting point for living in fear is, um, the ax to grind podcast when they played mm-hmm. kill them all, let God sort them out. Um, oh, yeah. has, was that, how much did that exposure help your band? That was actually the, that was a big turn. Like that was a huge turn. Cause it was like a week after that, uh, Axe to Grind dropped, a bunch of people shared it. Um, our listeners on Spotify fucking skyrocketed. Like it went from like 74 to like 225 out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then like a couple weeks after that, all of our tracks had like over a thousand plays, which was like, that's a cool thing to look at for me. Cause when you're looking at Spotify and they all see like less than a thousand, I'm like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. But now yeah. they're all past that. And so that, that act of grind that really took off. I didn't even know it was going to happen. My roommate actually, I guess, emailed it to them and like went back and forth with them for like days or weeks or something. And then they like, cause they were trying to decide on a track. And my roommate, Adam was like, do kill them all it's the craziest one. So like that's yeah. the one they went with. But since then it seems like self-destruct has become like the more listened to track, which that's my favorite song we have. So that was like, I was like, damn, that's awesome. Well, that, that's great. And I, I totally understand what you're saying about these, the, the, the less than a thousand. While you were saying that I pulled up my band's record. That's been on, been on Spotify since 2012. And there are, there is one song that is over a thousand. The rest <laughs> <laughs> the rest are are, are still all, all have that less than a thousand sign. Yeah, and, and like, I hate looking at that because I'm like, damn it! It's the loser sign. Like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like the pitiful stamp on your Spotify. Like yeah, it's a verified artist with a blue check. But all your songs have under a thousand listens. You dork. It's like damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Verified nerd. That's that's all it does now. Uh, <laughs> So well, okay. So so yeah, that that's that's where I heard it, and I I had the I think I had a, a similar reaction to the guys who were listening to it on 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 the podcast, where it was one of one of the the big things was, and I think somebody mentioned it there was are are you really able to keep up this vocal cadence live? This is in the, okay. So I do in the funniest comparison that I fucking get, and it's such a funny comparison because I go so far back with these dudes. Like, I've known the dudes that are in this band since I was, like, 13. Like, they were swimming in my backyard pool and shit, and someone was like, yo, when you do that shit live, you kind of sound like that dude from Attila. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like like borderline rapping. Like, I'm going so fast with all these words, and people are just like, dude, you sound like the guy from Attila. And I'm like, honestly, Attila... Like I've known that I've known that band for so long and love that band for so long that that's fine. I'll take that. That's awesome. I mean, if, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't think I know what Attila really sounds like, but I know the guy. I know that I know who they are. You know, so fuck it. Take, yeah. <laughs> take a good take. You know, whatever whatever association works. But um, 
Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the your delivery is really cool. It's really it's really unique, and that shit is so important with with all sorts of bands. I mean, the one the most recent person that I can think. Well, maybe it's just because I I don't know. All right, so there's 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 a couple guys who who've been at the front of hardcore bands that they're really them. I don't know how I'm saying this all fucked up, but really the singer makes so much of a fucking difference is all I'm trying to say. And whether, oh, you, yeah. whether you look at a band like fuck it, what's a modern one that's really unique, like mind force, like that dude, I don't know his name, but, but, but he has such a unique how voice, whatever it, you know, it, it makes mind force identifiable. You make oh, your yeah. band identifiable. Mm-hmm. You look at like uh justice and trapped under ice. Like he, he had his own, um, he had his own kind of flow um, that that made his you know his own thing. Wisdom and Change, Stout, whatever. I'm referencing a lot of my friends' bands, but um, yeah, even like fucking. All right, does anybody give a shit about Death Threat if Aaron doesn't sound the way he does? You know, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, uh, so, so I think it's 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 incredibly cool that you you not only ha- your band has its own sound, but you vocally. Have your own sound, and 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 I'm telling you, it's it's it still is nuts to me that this hasn't called on. But the one thing I wanted to mention on the on the vocals is that you got a lot of reverb on there. What the fuck's that about, dude? That's the thrash metal way. That's how you make it thrashy. <laughs> I love reverb, and it's so funny. The minute I get on stage to check the mic, I'm like, "Yo, crank that reverb!" And the sound guy's always like, "What? Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Dude, I need all the reverb you got." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think and I think uh, honestly, I think that's the biggest thing that I like when I listen to Power Trip or I listen to Dead Heat. They all have a lot of reverb on their shit, and yeah. I'm always like, I definitely need that reverb because it's if with the crazy like cadences and patterns I do, if it were cut and dry, it would it would probably feel more out of place because nothing would flow over, and it would be weird. Yeah, you're probably right. You're you're probably totally right about that, and that makes a lot of sense. And and, and Reverb was, or not Reverb, uh, Power Trip was the one I was going to mention. I remember the first time seeing them after hearing them, uh, <laughs> and then seeing them live. I remember they played A three eight nine Fest in in Baltimore one year, and and to hear and to hear the Reverb live. I remember being so stoked that they that they carried over the Reverb to the live show. Too. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Bands <laughs> always forget to do that. Like I think I feel like bands forget that the sound guy has reverb on his board and you can do that shit. So like I always remember I'm like turn that reverb on because that is going to make it sound so much smoother. <laughs> well that's awesome and, and and props to you for actually going through with it. But the, the so for you like you, you mentioned some uh musical influences but so so like there's some obvious ones like you said the Cro-Mags. What who else are you pulling from? Uh definitely Leeway Madball um there was another i was trying to think of i um honestly dead heat like i listen to dead heat and i'm like damn i need a part that's kind of like that so like i just listen everything i listen to i'm looking at my records right now everything i listen to i somehow managed to pull an influence from like yeah i had some influence lyrically on a track that comes out of like some country music but like new country music like nothing old and cool it's like the lame new country music well, like the pop country music. Yeah, it's like like Luke Combs. I guess he he keeps it pretty traditional, but yeah. <laughs> That's all right. You're in the South, right? So you can you can do that shit and not be uh, looked at exactly. strange. Yeah, 
So well, it's, I, like, I, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I can pull influences from Ti. I can pull influences from Luke Combs. Like I can be anywhere on the map. It's like it's from Atlanta, and I just took an influence <laughs> from it because it's sick. <laughs> That's yeah. No, you you, you got an advantage there. Um, the the well, I I I love how you're you, you know. The, the, some of those those influences are obvious, like you said, Cro-Mags, Leeway, uh, Madball. Um, but I love I love that you say a new band like Dead Heat, because, and this is the thing that I bring up all the time on here is that uh, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm 23, about to be 23. 23. Okay, so you're super young, and by you yeah. Know. Um, so like it totally makes sense that your influences would be newer bands, right? Like so like when people people always say, "Oh, my influences are like these bands from the 80s." Like get the fuck out of here. This that can't always be true. Like you, you, yeah, you know, exactly. you, you came along You're ripping off your friends somehow. Right. And that's and it's you know it, it, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's totally fine. But like you know. No, yeah, and and Dead Heat Dead Heat's been a different one because I feel like that band has uh, changed uh, quite a bit. But I but I've always liked them. Actually, when they did that split with Mind Force, I thought yeah, <laughs> I thought that the Dead Heat side was like the good one at first. I think that now they're both good. You know what I mean? But at, at first, they were the yeah, one. Yeah, but it was the more listened to one for sure. Yeah, and but then then Mind Force came out with whatever. Maybe there was something before Excalibur, whatever. But you know, like, and they came out and it was like, oh shit. And then Dead Heat came out with that record that they just did, and it was like, oh okay, fine. Um, you know, but so yeah. so it's so it's very cool to, to 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 see two bands two bands come out of a split that well and to have a have an influence like I think they're having is uh is is very cool. Um, with with Living in Fear, do you have like so you so you mentioned you're do you're gonna do uh, you're gonna do do an LP, but Haters Be Damn probably not part of that. So what what is the what is in the near future for Living in Fear? So the near future is waiting out the coronavirus so we can play shows again. Um, after that, you know, and I mean, the whole time I've been quarantined, I've been writing like songs and stuff. So like, yeah. I think we're almost about five songs in, <clears throat> but I don't have any like, I don't feel like I'm waiting to put it out. You know, I feel like once it's done, I'm going to send it off. Yeah. And we're just going to fucking publish it right when it's done and just pray something happens. You know what I mean? Like, that personal best records did our record this uh, last go around. He's already offered to do it again if we don't get another offer. But, and it's like, I'm super stoked on that because it's like, at least I know it will be on vinyl and that's like a big deal to me. Yeah. But um, it's like, damn, if we could get like a larger reach, that would be so fire. But I'm just going to, you know, take what I can get. I would love to do it through Nate with personal best again because it was the easiest, like, there was very little back and forth, very little issues. Like he made sure that shit got done and he was very timely with it. So like, I didn't feel like he put off at all and we just, we got it out. And it was, it was done. Like it took no time at all. So that was awesome. I would hate to have, like have music waiting yeah. that I'm sitting on for like a year. And then by the time we release it, we don't even sound like that anymore. Right. <laughs> I'd hate, right. <laughs> you know, hate for that to be what happens. Well, is that, is, is, uh, is wrong side of another day. Is that still available on LP? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got, I think, I think we're pretty, we've sold a lot more than we thought we were going to. So we only had like 300 made and I think we've already sold over half of them. Like they're, 
they've been going. Well, then I need to get one. Um, yeah, I, I was sleeping on it, just listening on Spotify. But but I need to get a, need to grab myself a physical copy of that. And those who are listening should too. Where do they, where can they do that? Actually, by the way, uh, it's the Personal Best website, which I think is just personalbestrecords.com. Might be Personal Best ATL. Personal Best Records dot com might just be somebody's lift, late weight weightlifting stats too. So you know exactly, yeah. <laughs> you never know. So yeah. maybe just Google Personal Best Records and it'll <laughs> it'll pull up. Okay, well, so so you're playing. Uh, you're in this Atlanta scene, all right. We'll say we'll say you're in this Atlanta scene, whether or not you're in this Atlanta scene. We're saying you're in this Atlanta scene. Um, so you're yeah. playing. You're playing these shows. What what is the Atlanta scene right like right now? It's at like an all-time low. Yeah. So it's like, and it's kind of remained pretty low just in comparison to what it was. So like, it's still pretty popping. It's very fun. And there's very little drama. Like there's not, there's not many, like there's not a lot of beef, but it's because it's like a very small group of people. We all know each other. We've all known each other a long time, but it's, there is like a bit of a weird thing that goes on with shows where like, it seems like there's like maybe two or three bands and they get booked on every show. Yeah. When there are other bands, they just won't get booked. Like there's there's things like that's that. That's the go fucking on. worst. Yeah, I mean, I don't consider it like personal, but it's like at some point I can tell that it is. So it's weird. Um, well, but, my issue, my I issue mean, as a, as a showgoer is not that it's not even that it's it's just I don't want to see the same fucking band every show. <laughs> like and, and yeah, I, mean, and, I, I hear that all the time. <laughs> right, and every and like one of the. One of the one of the obvious like principles or easy things to follow being in a band um, is don't overdo like don't overstay your welcome. Don't play your hometown every fucking week. Don't be on every exactly. big show because then you know then then your shows aren't special. They don't mean shit. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and that's yeah, that's a huge thing that happens around here. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. Never really tried to get to the bottom of it. I just take what I can get, play every time I can, and make sure that we fucking kill it every time. Because I would, you know, I don't want to have the one show where we play badly be the one show that somebody that books more hardcore shows than that. Right. And then they got to be like, well, damn, y'all fuck up your old set or something. So just I just try to make sure everybody is grinding, getting it down. And when we can play, we play. And it's picking up now. But for the first, like, year and a half we didn't play at all like we played like four shows well it's got to happen at some point and i think i think it will but for so for uh for atlanta as a whole atlanta hardcore when i think of atlanta hardcore i don't think of many bands and maybe that's pure ignorance on my part who are no that i think you'd be actually absolutely right because there's not many atlanta bands that like have a name like when i think of atlanta Still, well, hold on. Let me let, let me let me. That's this might be my question for you. So let me let me say it. So you, so <laughs> just so it sounds like I'm asking it <laughs> for my yeah, yeah. for my. That's <laughs> that's just because I'm an idiot. Um. So like so if there if there are three, the three biggest Atlanta hardcore bands, maybe even just for you personally, just for you personally, who would they be? It would, and this is going to be. It would be the answer around the board. I feel it would be Criminal Instinct Foundation. And abuse of power. Okay, yeah, I'll take them. And those are all pretty yeah. recent bands. I mean, obviously, Foundation's been done for a little while, but the the only the only one that I knew for sure was from Atlanta would be Foundation. That's it. Yeah, oh, and yeah. that that's not a knock on it. That's not a you know not a knock on Atlanta. It's just a, all that's all I know. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean there's this there's just not a lot of people that play music in Atlanta or like that play hardcore music. Like there's a bunch of people that play, there's a bunch of punk bands and, but it's, it's weird how like they, they won't cross it over into hardcore. Like it, it sucks in a way because there's so many people that love hardcore so much here, but not a lot of them play. So a lot of the bands are just the same members rearranged. And it's been like that since I've been around, I guess just, that's just a big thing. Yeah, and it's a it's it's a weird. Th- I, I've I've experienced that in in other scenes, and it's a weird thing, and it's hard. It's a hard thing to break too, because, like you mentioned, maybe this might not have to do with what you were saying, but then it's hard to get other bands in the shows when everybody's just kind of patting each other on the back. You know, it just kind of keeps going around in the same little circle, and nobody else is allowed. Yeah. And nobody else is allowed to get in there. Yeah, and that's a funny. That's actually a funny like segue. When I started living in fear. It was right after my band Pay to Come broke up, and I didn't ask any of them to be in the band. Yeah, because I was like, "This is like if this is a fresh band for me, I'm gonna get all new people." So like, just to avoid like any conflict that might have drifted over from the past band or like creative ideas or something. So that's when I was like, "All right, I'm gonna write the whole thing myself. That way, that in my brain, I know it's good. Then I'm gonna send it to these new people." And since then, I mean, we haven't had fill-ins that are like directly involved in the Atlanta hardcore scene or members it's always like I'm the only person that's like super into like hardcore in Atlanta and the rest of them they love the music and stuff but they're not like they're not diehards you know what I mean like it's not their like whole life yeah they got bigger jobs and like bigger things to take care of but it's newer people like I try not to like hey you played in every other band I played in can you play this show for me like I try not to do that because I want more like I want newer people yeah, but it's that that sounds that sounds totally <laughs> totally reasonable. I'm uh, what I'm saying is I'm completely on your side on this. And fuck Atlanta Harker. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, like, <laughs> but it but it sounds it's, it's it sounds like it's a, you're, and I, I I'm vilifying people that aren't aren't villains at all. And there's I'm not even doing it to a certain person. But yeah, it uh I I I just want to support what you're doing and what you're doing as Living in Fear because you're writing really fucking good music. And uh, especially, especially with with what people like these days, like I feel like you're hitting the exact things that people like about hardcore and whatever crossover thrash, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right now, you're so nail on the head, and you're doing such a good job of it that it's it's pretty amazing to me that more that more people aren't 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 aware of it. So hopefully, we can get you some awareness, and hopefully, people will start checking you. But but obviously, you got to play more. but that's not your fault, I guess. Yeah. Once the coronavirus is done, it sucks because it canceled, like, canceled. we had a gig with Ringworm and High Command, which are two bands that I really yeah. love, and that shit got canceled. Then we had a show in Chattanooga with Creeping Death, which, like, Creeping Death, I love those dudes. Like, those dudes are awesome. We played with them, like, five times. Like, every yeah. time they're in Atlanta, we play with them. And I just missed them on the Rotting Out tour because I was playing with Strangle You over in uh, Birmingham. And then that show got booked, and I was like, shit, that means that we'll get to, like, chill and, like, rock another gig. And uh, then the coronavirus canceled it. So I was like, damn, that's horrible. Well, I mean, in in light of all the negative that the coronavirus has brought us, apparently today it gave it to it gave itself to Rand Paul and uh, Harvey Weinstein. So, so at least we got that going yeah. for us. So, <laughs> so, so dude, 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 it is it is a... I don't. I don't even know how to. 
I don't know how to, I don't know how to address this thing, right? Like, yeah, like like I keep having these conversations in these interviews where it's like, well, I hope I don't know how to wrap it up because because we don't know what the fuck we're gonna we don't know what comes next, right? Like exactly. Like I yeah, like I, I want to say, oh, I hope your tour goes well, but you don't have a tour. I want to say, oh, I hope that show happens and you get to play with X amount of bands, but it doesn't it doesn't happen right now. So it's a very strange time, and uh, it's our, 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 well artistically, is this. You you mentioned you're just you're holding up and writing. Any any coronavirus inspired uh, living in fear songs coming out of this? I don't think so. I don't know. That's like a topic I would have a really hard time writing on. Like I think about that all the time. Like when I listen to bands like Creeping Death, who like it's more metal, but the songs are more like fiction or like it sounds very weird. Like it's very scientific in a way. Yeah. And I've tried to mess with lyrics like that. And the closest I can get is just like political <laughs> bullshit, and right. I don't want to hear that half the time. Yeah, so I don't write it because that it's not interesting to me. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I hear you, and I, I you know, I listen to I listen to a, a lot of uh, a lot of metal, a lot of lyrics like you're saying that that aren't really uh, real. I guess is is the word I would use. Like you know, they're just yeah. like imaginative, and I, I can listen to it. But it doesn't speak to me in any way, you know. It's exactly. not. It's not something I could ever write down. But uh, yeah. But as long as you're putting out songs like "Haters Be Damned," we don't need that shit anyway. So exactly, <laughs> we got the right vibe going. So I'll keep with that. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Kurt, thanks for for finally being able to do this. Not that you were holding us up, but th- <laughs> thanks for doing this. I should say. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, is there so? Um, I think we, are, we might have already covered this, but Haters Be Damned came out. You're you're working on new material. Is there anything anything to look forward to uh, as far as release-wise for Living in Fear for the next few months? I'm looking at, like, ideally being able to drop a track that we already have finished around, like, May or June. That would be an ideal time to put out, like, a single off the record, I guess. But that's speaking loosely. All right. Well, that hey, that's something, and that's... <laughs> That's something, it's something. We don't got a lot to look forward to right now, so we got exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. That's something. Hypothetically speaking, you could be looking forward to New Living Fear. <laughs> awesome. All right, Kurt, thanks again for doing this. I appreciate your time, and uh, I love your band. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah.
So there you have it. That's my conversation with Kurt of Living in Fear. And that song was uh, No Remorse. That's off of, uh, I want to say Another Day Living in Hatred, but that's like uh, fucking Angel Crew or something. It's uh, Wrong Side of Another Day. That's the name of the album. Wrong Side of Another Day on Personal Best Records. Uh, go 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 find that. Go buy that record. Actually, I just bought that record. It's it's worth it. Um, it's, it's a very, very underrated piece of uh, hardcore music. From I guess it was 2019, but fuck it, maybe it was this year. I don't know what year it came out. Come on, what do you what do you expect me to keep track of this stuff? It was sometime in the last uh, few months. How about that? We're almost like, all right, no, we're not really almost halfway through the year. I was about to say we're almost halfway through the year. We're we're a third through the year. We're almost a third, almost whatever. We're we're in this year. We're we're in the year. Okay, how about that? Um, everybody knows that we're in 2020 at this point, and I suppose that's good enough. Um, Hopefully you know that you're listening to Getting Out Podcast, and, and this was episode 116 with Kurt Callis of Living in Fear, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked what you've heard uh, music-wise and podcast-wise, because that's the whole point of this damn thing, okay? Um, so I know I usually plug a bunch of stuff here at the end. Not a lot to plug. Just want to tell you to uh, go to the inst- your Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. Uh, Twitter at getting it out pod. Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. And go bookmark now. Open your browser. Go to getting it out.net and bookmark that. If you want to reach out to me for any reason, uh, any reason at all, you can do so. Dan at getting it out.net. That's my email address. Dan at getting it out. D-A-N at gettingitout.net. Use that. You can reach me. No problem. I'll get back to you. I promise. Eventually. Probably. Most likely. So that's it for this one. Let's end it with a song from Court Order out of Brooklyn, New York. The song is called Future Machine. Um, I believe it's uh, coming out soon, I think, or just came out. Um, You know, I lost a little bit of track of what everybody's saying about these. I think it's actually, you know what? I think it's coming out today, April 10th. Um, go, Go check out Court Order bandcamp.com and check out their shit um good stuff thanks to them for sending this in i appreciate that uh and uh be on the lookout for this release uh human animal uh what else everything uh go by living in fear i don't know whatever check out future machine by court order thank you for listening to getting it out podcast bye-bye
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 